Bottoms up. Hey guys, welcome back to Shot Topics Podcast. I'm She K, also known as She Conquered. And this is Miss Lovely Leah. And we are back. We know we have not been posting. Um, we did do a last post to kind of update you guys, but we wanted to let you guys verbally know what is going on. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, um, we felt like a lot of people needed this. And before we experienced this ourselves, we would have never known how many people may have possibly need this especially in a time like this. Right. It's kind of hard to see who all needs something when you're on the outside looking in. But when you finally get in, it's kind of like, whoa, yeah. this is what it's like. Mm-hmm. So this episode is about grieving. So based on our last ep- our last post, well, one of our last pre- recent posts on, um, on Instagram, so I lost my father as well as Aaliyah lost her father mm-hmm. within two days of each other. So we kind of want to go over what we've been experiencing, how we've been feeling, possibly reach out to a lot of people or touch a lot of people who are also grieving, who may not know how to grieve. Right. Um, I'm going to start because my dad was sick for a while. Um, He was sick for possibly, he was sick for a month. So he went in the hospital on January 4th. He tested positive for COVID on December 29th. The last time I seen my dad was on December 19th. So, every year we have this Christmas get-together, which was my idea. So, I kind of feel good for having that, you know, bringing the family together. So, and, you know, the devil was busy. The devil and them evil spirits was busy in December mm-hmm. because I did not want to drive home. I was trying to find all the excuses not got drive home. Like, you know what, bumping it, COVID, and I don't know who my nieces be around because they be out here in these streets. So, <laughs> I just didn't want to drive. But... Like, I just thought about it one day, and I was like, I'm I'm, I'm just going to go down. And typically, my mom and dad never come to any of the – they're older, so they always want to be in bed by 5 o'clock. Right. <laughs> so, um, for this one, I went home. You know, it was a really good Christmas. My dad was there, and he was ready to take pictures. My mom was ready to go, but he did not want to leave. And I noticed he didn't want to leave. So I'm like, tell my mom, like, girl, sit down. Because daddy don't want to leave yet. Like, and y'all not going to leave because you can't leave unless he drive. Because you can't drive. Right. <laughs> you know, just joking with her. And he sat there to make sure he got a picture with all his grandkids. And looking back at it, it's kind of like, I'm glad that we got that chance to, to do all of that. Um, and prior to that, I started looking more into my ancestors and, like, who I am and where I'm from. Because I feel like even a lot of times, if you get information from older family members, they kind of give it to you from their point of view. Mm-hmm. And I had my own my own opinion form, formed based on who my family was. But it came from untrusted sources, I feel like. So I went looking for my own information. Long story short, I found my grandmother. And when I showed my dad, my, my, my great-grandmother, I'm sorry, and when I showed my dad the picture, he said, oh, my God. He said, yeah, that's that's grandma. He was like, oh, he said, where'd you get that picture from? And we just had this great dialogue. And we would hang up. He called me back like two minutes later like, 
Yeah. Like he just needed, he felt a connection that he probably didn't have like in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, dad, listen, I said, I'm going to call you back when I find some more now, but that's all I have right now. Like he said, yeah, well, call me back. And that was it. And um, so he we got his test results on the 29th and we kept calling him because we always heard how COVID affects older people. So we kept calling him and yeah, I'm all right. You know, I ate, I can breathe. All, everything checked off the list. Right. But now him just being stubborn and everything, I just know he probably felt worse or was feeling bad for a while but didn't say anything because he was the kind of man that never slept. Like, 6 o'clock, he up. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. And so this is different. So just to fast forward, he went to the hospital. Um, I do feel good because I feel like the last, the last person he got to see and talk to on FaceTime was me and my daughter on January 10th. And he went on the ventilator on the 13th. Um, and after that, he was probably on the ventilator maybe for like about, they can't keep you on it for too long before they give you the trait, but his body was just really tired. So in the midst of this, I had like different dreams, you know, coming to me saying like one night I was asleep, knocked out, took melatonin and I was out and it was like a Friday and something came to me. It was like a release. And I felt like he was telling me that he was tired. And I feel like then I started to allow him to transition. And I have other siblings, and I know they probably kind of went about things how they went about things. But at the same time, we all have different spiritual backgrounds. So the doctor kind of told us before what to kind of expect based on his situation. And they let us know they didn't really see a high survival rate for him on that. So I'm the kind of person I started looking towards, okay, I need some keepsakes. How can I keep my dad here? without keeping my dad here suffering. So I was just didn't know how to feel, didn't know what to think about. So uh, within that time frame, I went down to go see my dad a few times. First time he was sedated. And leading up to, we had to make the decision to take him off of life support. I just needed something because I knew like, okay, I don't want you to go, but if you have to go, okay. Mm -hmm. So if you have to go, I need something here so I can keep behind with me. So, he always had a head full of hair. So I cut some of his hair off um, and I put it in a bag. I want his last heartbeats. Like everything that I could find I can keep with him, with me, I kept. I kept his change in his pocket. I took the last shirt he had when he went into the hospital, which is ironically the same shirt he had on for our Christmas get together. So I was like, so so that's, that's, that's what happened Up until, you know, us letting my dad go. And um, around the time where, you know, his services, I felt really good because I played a big part in getting his services situated. Mm -hmm. And I I couldn't grieve because it was so much going on. And he knew a lot of people in the community, so it was a lot going on. Mm -hmm. But my friends, they showed up. And we're going to get to that. Yeah. No, um, and... My, you know, it's the power of letting go. And you you mentioned it's something that you had dreams. And my situation was kind of almost the same. Um, so for those, those who are listening, um, my dad actually has been do- diagnosed with stage four cancer. And we found out late. You know, it was one of those things like he pushed it off until the last minute. And he went into the hospital like maybe two weeks before... Um, I would say before February. So it was like end of January, he went in. Um, the doctors diagnosed him and found that he, he had 10 lesions on his liver. And 
it really kind of surprised us. And it's just like, whoa, we didn't know where that came from. So um, it was like a last minute thing. Um, my parents, you know, of course, my parents lived in, in they still live in New Jersey. Um, I was down here in Charlotte. I got the call. My sister, shout out to you, Jocelyn and Nika, um, both of you guys. But Jocelyn was basically there the um, the whole time and just kind of filling me in. Like, listen, I think you need to come. I got the phone call and it was just like the next day I was on a flight, um, a plane going home. Um, and when I say, when you go through something like that, like I, I so I'll tell you a little bit about what happened. Um, I found that we we found out that he had the cancer, and I went up the next bu- the next day. Basically, when I found out, took called my job, which is like, listen, I gotta go. Like when certain certain when certain situations have like that, like I just really feel like, listen, you drop everything. I don't care what's going yeah. on. Drop everything. Let me go tend to my family. For sure. So I did, and the back and forth between the hospitals and coming back, like it, it was a lot. Like it really. Caused me to look at life a lot different. Just even just seeing him at that stage. Like, you know, of course, when you're in the hospital, you're bedridden. The doctors have basically said, like, listen, he's past the point of surgery. You know, he, he we, is not operable at this point. So right now we're just going to make him, quote, unquote, comfortable. comfortable. Mm-hmm. That kind of, like, got to me. And I'm just like, there's nothing that, nothing else. Like, what else can we do? Basically, his body, you know, my dad was, he was 68. He, he would have turned 69 in September. And it's just like, um... You know, at that point, it's just like, I, I think in your 60s, you're still young. But, of course, you know, God has other plans. So um, just that whole week, I was I was up in New Jersey for two weeks. For five days, me and my mom was back and forth between the hospital. I kind of relieved my sister of some of the th- stuff that she had to do because she was still working. I was able and fortunate to have, you know, experience in my job. I can take, like, a leave of absence. So I did, and... Um, it was a nightmare. Like, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Like, first of all, the, the 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 hospital wanted to discharge him. They actually did. And it was like, well, I talked, we had a conversation with my mom. And it's just like, you know, mom, if they discharge him, we may need to bring him home. My mom is like, listen, I don't know if I'm at a point where I can just, you know, we had an uncle who went through something like that. And he passed away in my aunt's house with the same thing. He had um, pancreatic cancer. And it was just like, my mom was like, I'm not equipped to deal with that. Yeah. So we, me and my sister, we was like, okay, well, we know we're not going to bring him home. Let's just find a facility. We, they had like hospice facility. That in itself was a nightmare. Back and forth between the hospital. I really went and wish this on my worst enemy. But um, I would say um, right now... You know, I was I'm glad because a lot of people, right, um, don't get those moments with those with their loved ones. They don't. They don't the have those have moments. the option to have closure. Right. Yeah. I was glad I was there. I mm-hmm. have a voice memo. I have a couple of voice memos on my phone of just you know me talking to dad, pictures, you know, just in those moments, those last moments, and um, just saying goodbye. And and I'm grateful for that. You know, of course you don't want to. Um, say goodbye but I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to and you know I, like I said I, I and we both text each other I just remember those text messages when I um first made it known that you know my dad it was all you know a lot of people didn't it know was, he was sick. crazy though it mm-hmm. was so crazy because it was it was just so unexpected so because yeah. you were checking me when I my dad first got sick and right. then when you text me it was kind of like WTF right you know it was like WTF so I looked at it. 
you can't really predict how life happens. No. My dad was 73. And to me, I thought that was old. And the doctor was like, no, he said 73 is a young man. I was like, really? He said, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, he's fairly young. But see, my dad was also a, um, a heart patient. Mm-hmm. In his 50s, he drove himself to the hospital. My dad was a really strong man. So... To me, I think thinking of his age kind of made me a little more comfortable, whatever the case may be. But then reality hit, like, no, because my dad was good. Like, when I got bogged down in his yard three years ago, he would get me out. But with it happening to the both of us, it was, it was, it was just unbelievable. Right. It was just unbelievable. And then when Aaliyah posted the status um, about her dad passing, and that same day that her dad passed, we had made the decision to not let my dad suffer. So it was like, I don't know if God was telling us something like, you guys are going to like need each other to kind of get through this together because you didn't know how. I just didn't know how to interpret it. But I I actually had a sense of calmness to know that she was going through the same same thing. Right. And the same thing with me, like. It was all of a sudden, like, I've known about your dad. Like, yeah. we talk about it in um, recent episodes, and, and it was just like, you know, my dad has been diagnosed, and I'm like, never would I have known, like, you know, dad would not make it out of the hospital. Like, right. I found out, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. So You think he coming home. I, right. I, yeah. I thought it was just a standard, like, what's going on with him? You know, dad is also strong. You know, my dad has also been a strong guy. He's always made it known, like, listen, I don't want to be on life support if anything happens. My dad, too. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thinking about that makes right. it eat, makes it better, mm-hmm. you know. It never gets easier. Right. But thinks about think when you think about that in a conversation they have as men and being so strong. Because me and my dad them playing his funeral, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm not letting X, Y, and Z come." He'd be like, "Nah, let him come, let him come." Da da da. So, you know, when he passed, and then certain people that call, whatever, I don't care. My dad would have wanted, you know. Right. So it, it taught me how to. Cause my dad was a very forgiving person. And that's amazing. He didn't hold grudges, Mm -hmm. things like that. You know, like, he didn't care if it was fake. Hey, it is what it is. Right, You know, in his word, it is what it is, buddy Row. You know, so. And I want to go back to what you said. You know, you said your dad, during, um, around the the Christmas holiday last year, he wanted the the pictures. Yeah. He want, like, he he just, I've always been told that, and this is maybe me showing my, like, my country roots or whatnot, but I've always been. I know what you're about to say. Go ahead. I've always been told that, um, you know, in those last moments, like, I think people know right before they die, like, when they're going to leave this earth. Like, so I they believe, know that. I believe that, too. And I'm going to share something with you that I have not shared with you okay. at all because okay. it just recently happened and we haven't recorded. Mm-hmm. So, it was, a, it was I had a cousin that was at my dad's, set, my dad setting up, like, the entire week. Um, this is the first time I met this cousin out of my entire life. I always heard his name, who he was. I knew where he lived, but I never met him. Mm-hmm. And... When he was around the day after my dad's funeral, he came over to get potato salad. And I was like, you can take the entire thing because it's dry. And he was <laughs> laughing at me. You crazy. He he said, hey, you need to come around more often or whatever because that was the first time I met him. And I remember him leaving, and I gave him these these paperwork from the funeral home for people who need excuses. He said, yeah, I don't think I'll need it. I said, but give it to whoever else need it. And as he was leaving... It's like it was this spirit that kind of like came that I saw over him, right? Mm. But I just kind of like brushed it off. That same cousin passed away a week ago. Oh, my goodness. A week ago, guys. And me just being me, I just be, I go back and I look at my dad's like stuff online as far as his obituary stuff. That same cousin was the only person that left a comment on my dad's information. Mm. And when I saw that, I just got chills like WTF, you know? Like, 
it just it's just crazy. But back, you know, also back time and what you were saying as far as like they know, I believe they do know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, not even with my dad, like I had another cousin, um, God rest his soul, um, Lamont Griffith. Griffith, I'm sorry. Um, we used to call him. Uh, his name was Malik Griffith, but his, we known him as Lamont. Um, this was a couple of years ago um, when I was living in New Jersey. He came to visit my mom and us, like, just out of, sporadically, like, out of yeah. the blue. And it was just like, hey, you know, I'm going to come visit y'all, spend some time with us. He was even, like, we've always known Lamont. Like, he's always been kind of like this funny guy, jokester of the family, yeah. you know, never really settled down with a woman. But, you know, we always <laughs> known him like that. And he had a motorcycle. So um, he just spent, like, a couple of days, I would say, like, at least a week, like, Monday through Friday. I think he left that Friday. Just spent around us. Even my, he, he I don't know what it is, but he uh, clung to my mom Maybe like the next week later, we found out that he had a motorcycle. He was he was in a motorcycle accident and killed. It's crazy. instant, and it's just like he was quoting a Bible. Like I've never known Lamont, cousin Lamont, to like quote the Bible and stuff. And it's just like he was doing that while he was here with us. And I'm just like, oh okay, it came out of nowhere. And also, um, I've been trying to get more in touch with who my ancestors mm -hmm. are. So. One thing, I, I just keep trying to make sense of it. We can't make sense of COVID when it comes mm -hmm. to like my dad and everybody else, but we can't make sense of that. But I'm trying to make, I try, my, this is, I'm very big on learning the lesson in every situation. Mm -hmm. I'm not the kind of person that dwells so much in what's going on. I'm, I'm a forward thinking person like, okay, this happened. Why the hell did it happen to me? Okay, whatever. It happened to me. So what am I going to get out of it? For whatever reason, I wanted to connect with my ancestors. And then my dad was so excited, that did something to me. And then now he left me. I feel like he has a bigger mission for me. Mm. You know, I feel so spiritually connected to him. And my grand my great grandmother Eliza now is it's like it's so powerful. It's like it's like um it's unspeakable. I can't right. really describe it. So I just been welcoming it. You know, and and the same thing for me, like, after going through what I've gone through, and I know you've gone through it, too, me and my sisters really had, like, a, a moment to ourselves, like, you know, I, I we feel different, like, especially me, like, I feel like right now, I'm living on purpose. Girl. Like, it's, and I, I, it's, like, inexplainable, like, I, it's just, like, now, and I, I, I after this, I remember coming back on the plane, coming back to Charlotte. Um, it's like, and, and you too, like I'm getting more in tune with my ancestors yes. and like my, I'm doing the same thing. And I really feel like, I, it's, it's this weird feeling, Sheena, I don't know what it is, but I feel like we met each other for a reason. Reason. Because why did this all Why did it happen? It is how it did. It's like, so now it's just like, I've always been the type of person that I'm not going to let life happen to me. Like I'm going to live my life, but now more so now. even, like it's just like. I have a lot of living to do. Have a lot of living to do. And you're here for a purpose. Right. You got to carry it out. And so, like, so after I, we came back mm -hmm. uh, from my dad's funeral, I was, I had COVID. <laughs> and also my daughter had COVID. So, emotionally, I was bummed. I was bummed emotionally, spiritually, mentally. But, you know, sometimes you have to break that hard to come back even stronger. And I feel like I needed that. And honestly, one thing I always loved is to come back after the breakdown because I've, mm -hmm. I've been, I've done so many things on my own for so long. Like I've been on my own for so long and I have silently struggled for so long. 
not not recently, but mm-hmm. when I was younger, like once like since I've been on my own from eighteen, I'll say up until like twenty six, twenty seven, I silent I silently struggle a lot. I think the first time I stopped silently struggling, honestly, was when I met my friend Danielle. Like that was the only person I could be completely honest with about you know, feeling probably possibly depressed by being a single mom, different things like that. That was the only person. Um, but being able to break that hard with losing a parent, that's a different type of, type of break. It is. And then come back with COVID and I sat in silence a lot. And once I came up out of it, I made a lot of decisions mm-hmm. with a lot of people. <laughs> you have you to. Know, you have to. With my own life. And I feel great about it. Like, I miss my dad every day. It's not a time, you know, dad doesn't go by. I don't speak to him or, you know, on a spiritual level. Um, it's just, like you said, now I feel like I'm purposely living. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm everything I do, even, I feel like I was intentional before, but now. Now you even more. It's even like now more, more so ever. You yeah, know? I'm not carrying on any type of weird connection. Right. I'm not. Um, and just to be completely transparent, and I, we haven't even spoke about this, but. In a lot of our previous episode, when it came to, like, ex-friends and things, I feel like I gave that too much energy. Mm-hmm. You can't get that shit out of me now. Mm. You know, you can't because I don't have time for it. Like, that energy can go somewhere else mm-hmm. into my own life. So everything is intentional now. Um, friendships, dating, my spiritual life, my time, <laughs> and you know, all that. And I can tell, like, I'm not one for, you know, just I can just tell, like, the energy is different with you. Like, just by even us coming back together and just, you know, just just being back together but like i can just definitely tell and um i would also say to people like who are grieving like um i i've always been the type i'm not i'm a different type of griever right um i'm not really what's the word i'm looking for like when we found out my dad passed away the day of me and my sisters went like snow uh what is that not snowboarding but like it was a hill in New Jersey and it was snowing. We had like two feet of snow. We just went snow down the slope. Yeah, snow tubing, yeah. right. And we got the call and it was just like, come to the, the hospice, you know, you know, you got to come. And the day we saw him in the room, you know, my mom and my older sister, they're a little bit emotional. Me and my younger sister are more like, I'd rather grieve in private. Me too. Me too. I grieved in private, but I thought that was the end of it. Like, I'm not much of a... I, you and it, like, it could be my personality. Like, I don't like sadness taking over me. You don't like me. sitting in it. You yeah. know, that's good. So, that's um, good. but it, it, I, I would tell y'all who are like me out there, like, it doesn't stop. Like, I had a recent episode, like, last week. I I don't know what it does. It just comes in spurts. Like, I had it this does. overwhelming feeling over me, feeling over me. And um, I was just, I was crying. I was like, okay, let me go upstairs in my guest room. Um, crying, you know, to myself in the shower, crying to myself. And I was like, okay, by the time I went to bed, I thought it was going to be over. You know, you close your, I closed my eyes and all I could see was that. It feels real again. And I'm yeah. just like, the crying never stops. So I'm waking up in the middle of the night, you know, my boyfriend, you all right? I'm, 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 I'm a G, like, I'm a G. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, I, I don't like, you know, oh, hey, Lee, I'm not... And I just was like, no, I'm not okay. Yeah. And, and it's, cried. oh, I think... Uh, mm-hmm. It's so good that you were able to say you weren't okay yeah. because not being able to say that is a sign of trauma. And you know what? I've had that for so long. Like yeah, I've I never always used to say I was okay. I was not. I'm, I that never was used to say I was not first, okay. Yeah. Right. That was the very first time I was like, you know what? No, because I've, I've always had to be strong. I always had to be the strong one for my family. Yeah. And me to be vulnerable in the moment, it's just like it was weird for me. 
So for me to be like, no, I'm not okay, you, you kind of knew something was wrong. Yeah. So when I was, so my my advice to people who are kind of like that, like give up the 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 whole like strength. Just give that up because you're going to have your moment and you don't know when it's coming. It's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. Like it really is. It and is. let it hit you. Just let it hit you. And, you know, I, I was holding back tears um, not too long ago. I was something real random, like even just upgrading my phone. And um, the girls was like, oh, you know, you may lose some certain things. So make sure you have it backed up to your iCloud. And I'm like, oh, I don't have the iCloud. I have just regular. I, I have a voice memo of my dad. And just by even that saying, they were like, are you sure you have anything personal? I'm like, well, I don't have this. I just have voice memos. Would that be okay? Like, do I need to back it up? They was like, yeah, you may want to back it up. If not, then I'm just like, well, I'm no, I'm not going to upgrade I'm gonna my phone I'm going to tell you another now. thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, you should have texted me, but email it to yourself. Okay. I emailed my dad voicemail to myself. Okay. I was like, I, yeah. So it was just like, in that moment, I was just like, I told the girls, I was like, excuse me, y'all, but I'm trying not to break down. And I would never guess that I would say something like that. You know what I'm saying? So I because would, that those they still live in us. Yeah, they still live in us. Cause my daughter would randomly say stuff like, uh, "I miss Grandpa." Oh, I, yeah. one time she said, I, I, "I wish Grandpa would be back to normal." And I just look at her sometimes, and you know, with her just seeing me, I don't want to be throughout right. the her house like crying and stuff. So I'm just trying like, okay, but you know, it doesn't work that way. He's mm-hmm. in paradise and. Explain this different things and husband, but then it's the why, 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 why. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's just go to sleep now. <laughs> we'll finish talking tomorrow. But um, friends and how they show up for you in a time of grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this: it's a lot of people that may never ever receive another text from me, um, and it's no hard feelings. Like I, I can honestly, wholeheartedly say, I do not have any grudges against anyone mm-hmm. one thing it has taught me is how to show up for other people whether they have lost someone or if they just need someone because i knew how much i needed someone and you also have to understand that everybody is not going to know how to be there for you and that's okay and it's okay yeah Cause i think we get in this thing where we require people to provide us stuff that they don't they aren't equipped with and you got to understand they aren't equipped it. And that's when you move into realignment. Realign those folks. Don't hold those grudges because you don't want that weighing your spirit down. Right. Um, same here. I mean, there's just certain things. And, and the thing about me is, like, I, I don't really expect much of a lot of people. Like, it's just one of those things, like, listen, if you do it, cool. If not, cool. I know, like, how to move. Yeah. I would say I, I'll give a shout-out to, like, you know, the closest friends, like you and, and my, my college friends, like, you know, when it came down to it. Y'all, I got to give up. a shout-out to you, though, because, listen, I had COVID, too, me having COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when Aaliyah texted me, when her dad just passed, and it still didn't stop her from being there for, for me. <laughs> Um, when she realized I had COVID, she bought me dinner one day. And yeah. it was just like, it, it was super <laughs> sweet. It's people who father did not pass. They didn't think twice to do that. So for her to be grieving, had her own grievances, and she still be able to show it for me, that speaks volumes. Yeah. And the same that speaks here. volume. And then you just got to think about people not being on the same page as you. Because that's I'm going to keep it right there. That's, my spirit is telling me to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it right there. But realigning. Yeah. Realigning people is never too late. No, it's very important. Mm-hmm. And like, like realign people based on how I feed you. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. Like, I, I really like when you told me you was like, yeah, I tested positive. I'm like, oh my goodness. Then it really something clicked in my head. I'm just like, 
you know, her her dad just passed away from COVID. That's terrible. So I'm just like, let me do something. Like, I know I can't be around you. We can't meet up. To right. do this. I was like, I'm going to just send her dinner, her and, her, and, and Miss Cute Ryan. I was like, let me just go ahead and send this just a little something. Like, I thought that was Things like that. very little. Like, I definitely no, could have done but more. But, yeah, it meant a lot. Okay. It, it really meant a whole <laughs> lot. So, God forbid, I don't want anybody to ever go through what I've been through. Right. But if that was to happen, if I care about you, I feel like now I know how to show up. Yeah. Um. Like my friend Portia, me, me too. I'm about to cry now. But my friend Portia, like that Monday, um, like I said, I never experienced this. I like I used to go to other people's house when I was younger. When we used to go for the wake or the setting up. But Monday, when Portia, my friend Portia, pulled up outside and she just had a whole bunch of food. I was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, my our pastor brought food and a few other people brought food, but I just wasn't expecting anybody to show up and, and get food. Also, my class that I graduated with in South Carolina, they got together and they took up money too. They took up money, like they did donations, and they took the time to show up and, you know, give me that card. That meant a lot. Yeah. And I would say is, and I'm sorry, y'all, I'm getting a little emotional <laughs> right now. You really just don't know the people who show up for you. Like, it, it really, it really, um, it just speaks volumes. Like, what made me sad was my mom. Sorry, this is getting real. It's okay. My mom has always been this type of uh, person that always showing up for everybody. And what made me sad was, I mean, she's always been. I think I talked about this on the colorism episode. She's always been this person that's just so humble. Anybody, like, she had a recent friend, um, a friend who recently lost her husband, been there for her. And it made me sad to realize, like, she was, she had a breakdown moment. And it's just like, I can't believe all these people are doing something for me. And yeah. I'm like, Ma, you deserve it. You deserve like, it. You, like, it's like, you don't realize, like, how much people mean to you. Love on those strong people. You don't realize that. And so that made me, like, Ma, like, you have no, like, Ma, do you not see, like, the stuff you do for people? That stuff is getting coming back to you tenfold. Yeah. You know? So it's just like appreciate those ones like and i like i said like the amount of, of support i've had i've even had people reach out to me who i haven't talked to since college and yeah. it's just like damn like thank you yeah um and you know it's, it's and i could have looked at it a certain way like oh you know they only reaching out to me because you know i have death in the family you know but it's just like thank you, you. yeah thank, thank you. you thank you thank you it means a lot it definitely speaks volumes yeah, yeah. but and I want to say thank you, Sheena, because like I said, I don't know if I would have it. You said something like I. You said something like uh, it, it made you feel comfort to know that you were going through the same thing. Yeah, the same thing with me. Like I felt like I have somebody who's close to me that's going through the same thing. Right. How you you know we and we kept communication. We yeah. kept the communication going with us, and I really appreciate that. And I really want to thank you for that. I thank you for that because you. you know I don't think because. What I was saying before, as far as like loving those strong people, mm-hmm. I don't know if because sometimes I can have a really dominant personality, whatever it can mm-hmm. be. You know, a lot of people don't get that. Some people don't understand that. So I know you can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Listen, this it's a different type of grief, but um, we we ain't gonna cry the whole time. Now <laughs> we gonna we gonna laugh about this. 
in a way, but shit that you don't say to people that's grieving. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Things that you don't say. One thing I realized that was my pet peeve. Um, don't ask somebody what can I do for you. Do not because they don't know what you can do for them. The main thing they want somebody to be able to do is bring that love on back. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just do. Tell them that they're in your thoughts and just do. Whatever that you can do, just do. Mm-hmm. Whether you send flowers, a card, food, because they're grieving. They don't have time to cook. And that's that's the, that's the gap that I that I bridge when it happened. Like, because mm-hmm. my mom, she's in the early stage of dementia, and she stopped cooking a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So my dad was cooking. He was doing all of this. Mm-hmm. And although we're there, you don't want a family that's grieving to prepare food every day. Just show up. Just show up. Just show up. Don't, you know, and I mean, I, I, so with me, it's just like, I, I kind of have a little lenience with people. Like, I guess you don't know. Cause I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm one of those people. Like when somebody's grieving, I get weird. Like, oh, what can I do? But this has taught me. This like, has taught this me. This has taught yes, me that's what I'm how to just show up. Like, just listen, show up. I'm just going to give you this here. You don't even have to acknowledge. Like, this yeah. is what I'm sending. This is what I'm doing for you. Don't even don't send me no thank you card. Just acknowledge. Don't you don't have to acknowledge. This you don't have to acknowledge it. Yes, yes. And yes. let me know if I can do more. That's do that's more. the thing. What what? Let me know if I can do more. Right. That's just like for example, with you um, sending the food. You just said don't get dinner Friday night. You got it. Like okay. like like <laughs> stuff like that. Like I had a coworker one time, and this is and, and I say that because you don't know, especially when people are just you know worked up in their emotion. You kind of don't know what kind of response you're gonna get. You might not get no response. Right. And that's by all means, you can't fault somebody that's grieving to not respond to you. Mm-mm. So that's why I say just show up. Oh, well, I asked her what does she need and. Don't don't do that. Don't be a bitch. Just, just show up. <laughs> and if you don't know how to show up, say that. Yeah. Say that. Like I can't imagine what you're going through. I wish I had the words, but you have my love. That's all. That's it. I'm just showing love, or I'm sorry. I, I kind of feel weird about I'm so sorry because just like are you? I really? was feeling weird about that too, and even when I got a few of them, but I still let it go because I right. understand mm-hmm. that everybody don't know what to what say. to say. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I like you said, I, I don't hold that against people, but yeah. it's just like. You know, but no, I agree with that. Like, what can I do? How can I do more? And I would also say for people who are grieving, um, who are those who who feel like they're entitled? Like, okay, this is my best friend, or this is this person I've been dealing with for a long time, so they better come through. Yep. Don't expect nothing don't expect because that. you will be disappointed, and you will have girl realignment. <laughs> and that's you what I meant when I said realignment. You definitely will, and it's just like. Okay, so now I know. Not to say I'm I'm not talking to this person or but it's just like okay, wow, like I not for nothing. I am tit for tat when it comes to that. Because when I I feel like I'm I'm kind of there for people who is just like if if it's not sending or nothing, it's just words of encouragement. Like hold on to the memories. That's such such a favorite word of mine. Hold on to the memories. Because eventually I mean that's what you have. Like all you have is the memories. Right. Keep talking about it. I was telling my mom this the other day. She was like, you know, I don't know how to grieve. I'm like, Ma. Have conversations with dad. Yeah. Julius. Yeah. That's what's... Julius. I was like, Ma, you need to literally say out loud, Julius, I miss you. Julius, this and that. Because that's 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 coping, that's, that Yeah, because that, that has helped me. My daughter's dad actually... um, He printed off a picture of uh, my dad and Ryan mm-hmm. together. And she came and sat on my desk. And she was like, now you can look at me and uh, grandpa yeah. while you're uh, working. And so in, in the morning time, she my, my five-year-old actually taught me this shit. Because I honestly wasn't doing it. I would say to my head, but she woke up one morning. She said, good morning, Grandpa. Aww. And I looked at her. She said, I, I told um, Grandpa good morning. And after that, I was like, 
I started speaking to my dad out loud, like, yeah. hey, daddy, or if, I, if somebody started getting my name, you know what, daddy, because I already know you're about to leave, leave this shit alone, leave this shit alone. Right. My dad, that's one of my dad's favorite words, shit, or, or shit. <laughs> so if somebody started getting my nerve, if you don't get a clap back, it's because my dad told me to leave that shit alone. Right. <laughs> that's, that's honestly what it is. But, yeah, so aside from that, we definitely plan to keep, the spirit of our fathers alive mm-hmm. as we like move forward. Um, every tear is a drop of joyfulness at yeah. the end of the day. Yes. You know, they did their time on this earth and I'm still here to make my dad proud. Absolutely. Live on the legacy. Like, you know, you, it, it's one of those things like, listen, I'm going to make you proud. Like you said, I'm going to make you proud and keep the legacy and going. really quick. So me and my dad, so when I was like a teenager, he used to just, he, he wasn't really an emotional person. Fast forward, in college, we got really close after his brother passed. Mm-hmm. And I always had this soft spot in my heart for my dad. So when I got pregnant with my baby, I named her after him. So her name was Ryan Kendall. And your dad's name is? It's Kendall. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like all of those things like comforts me you know yes. i feel so good that you've done that i showed him when he mm-hmm. was alive like his, i get, fuck with you daddy like, right that's another thing i told you like giving people flowers while they're here they're that's here. another thing that's taught me like listen i'm not taking nothing for nothing. granted anymore like you have to give people their flowers like i'm gonna give you your flowers right now she came i've told you this more than one time yeah one of the things I admire, I'm gonna tell you the top three things I admire about you, and you don't even have to say it with me. I'm gonna say I admire your strength, the way you move in this world, and especially within our, uh, like just me knowing you within the company that we work for. It's just like, oh my gosh, like, girl, like you I are very it. bold, right? <laughs> so I admire your strength. I admire how you move with people, as far as like your friendships and how you, and I just admire you as a person. I always call you a warrior because you're definitely a no. warrior. I see that in you, like. <laughs> And I'm, I'm like I say, I'm not, I'm not gonna say myself like I'm a prophet or like a little soothsayer or something. You always, but I feel like you are a, a warrior. Like your job here is definitely not done. You have a lot to contribute to this world, and I hope you do it. And I hope you get all the things you ask here. Not, not even hope. You are gonna get all. Oh, Shane, I received that. So yeah, <laughs> I receive all so of I'm that. I'm giving you flowers while you're here, and I hope people have the liberty to do the same because it's just like we all have an expiration date. That was one of the things Ooh. I remember from the. We all yes. have an expiration date, and. I just want to go, and I'm going to end on this. I want to be on my last, on my deathbed. I'll, I'll just be front, and I'm, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to front. I'm just going to be No, real. honestly, yeah. I want to be on my deathbed looking back at, like, life. Like, you know what? I'm okay to go because I've lived my life. I don't want to fight. I, really? I've lived my life. I'm going to go ahead and just absolutely listen, hold on to the memories. I've lived my life, and that's what I'm on a mission to do now. So I absolutely. hope, you know. This Same is- here. Before we go, so we <laughs> talked about what we was drinking today, um, but we do have some red wine for some some sweet red, um, some red Moscato. Yes. And that's just kind of remember the sweetness and the love from our, our fathers. Right. But my dad was a moonshiner. <laughs> my dad too. Oh, my God. It's, it's that country because both of our dads are from yeah. South Carolina. That moonshine, oh my gosh. And I had a whip of that. I'm like, oh, I can't take no Girl, time. I remember when I was younger and my dad, he would have moonshine just sitting in there that was like years old. And when his brothers would come in town, they would drink it. Right. And it was just, I, I remember smelling it when I was younger too. Like, woo. Like now, I don't think it's as bad, but I still think it's kind of harsh. Right. But yeah, I might have to give me some. I might, I might make my own. My dad used to make his own. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot of my uncles. They make their wine. They make their own moonshine. Like, it's just like. 
That's a southern thing. It's a southern thing. Yeah. But, guys, again, we're going to end this show with some love. And we want you guys to stay, stay safe. Also, make sure every decision that you make is a decision that you'll be able to live with tomorrow and when you're on that bed or when you're in that last moment. Again, guys, this is Shot Topics. Bottoms up. Bottoms up.